Welcome, welcome <laughs> to Voice Memo Mystic. My name is Melissa, and this is my podcast. Hi, hello, how are you? <laughs> I love to make up rules for myself. It's like playing a game. I'm constantly making up little procedures and then doing them. <laughs> and I've done that with today's episode. We're gonna start with phase one. There's three phases and they do correspond to the divinatory practice of tarot reading. (laughs) I'm really feeling my words today. The words are feeling high and mighty. (laughs) So we are pulling from several different decks and each phase corresponds to a card. And I'm just going to jump in because I clearly don't have anything else to say. (laughs) I was trying to reach for something else. I'm like, no, that's not, there's nothing else here. I just want to talk about what I'm ready to talk about. So I've made notes. Um, I did kind of similar to the last time where I like gave a reading and made notes for it. Okay. And these are new year messages. We're taking advantage of that energy with this reading right now. But I would like to add a little disclaimer that... While this is an arbitrary new year that we societally have decided on, if you're not feeling New Year's vibes, wait until spring. (laughs) Spring is actually the new year. Spring is when the energy of things are being reborn. I like to think of this time of year, I mean, one, I do really like New Year's. Like, I've always enjoyed the epic feeling of like the calendar rolling over. I love to celebrate New Year's, but I like to think of it as like giving my brain a little massage in the middle of my like wintry rest. So we're like doing a little like brain glow up and like deciding where we want to go in preparation for spring and like laying down the roots and like the fertilizer for the things coming to grow. So I do take a little bit different approach to New Year's because I know some people like societally I think we go like we're starting all the new things now and I do some of that but I think about this time as like foundational laying putting down, I don't know why bricks are coming up, putting down like the bricks. Maybe we're like building a wall. (laughs) We're laying down the bottom part of the wall. We're making it stable because we want things. And in order to build the things, you have to start with a foundation. I think we love to mm, fantasize about building things and we want to start like in the middle or like at the top. And that's why some of the things that we build aren't stable because we're starting from the opposite end. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) New year messages. This, some of this is going to feel like me reading because it is me reading. Okay. The essential companion of any journey is consideration for where we desire to go. The question to ask yourself right now is what energies do I want to accompany me this year? I love thinking as energy as a little companion. I love giving, allowing my intuition to give me little nibbles of information about what that energy looks like, smells like, feels like 
tastes like whatever vibe that my intuition wants to co-create with my mind, we do that. We give it some substance because we need those anchors for our ego slash identity, whatever word you want to use, self-image. We need those anchors to get the entire body on board. So imagine what energies you want to accompany you this year. Give them substance. And there's a note here to remember that when an energy comes along and you want to change your mind, you can. When something arrives and you decide it is not the right fit, you get to move on. I think that people oftentimes forget that when they're setting their sights on an experience or they're creating a goal. Changing your mind is part of the process. Like, you can't make the decision that future you will make, aka changing your mind, because you don't have that information yet. You, like, literally haven't gotten to that point in the spiral. Or if you like thinking of life as a puzzle, like, you haven't found that puzzle piece to make that decision. So giving yourself the grace to set plans and know that it's okay to change your mind is a gift. It is a gift. How free do you feel thinking about this right now that you can choose to experience anything and still change your mind? This turns committing to a path from really serious to playful. It brings in curious experimental energy and I don't mean this in a flippant way. Changing your mind I think has poor societal connotations because the image that gets conjured up when we think of the phrase changing our mind is a flakiness and like lack of follow through. But that's not actually what changing your mind is. There's like a societal story behind that phrase. In this case, changing your mind, like you're committing to a relationship with an energy that you want to experience with the idea that you have freedom of choice. Changing your mind actually means freedom of choice. Okay, I'm gonna look up, I love doing this. This is one of my joys in life. You're about to understand the level of nerd that I am. I'm going to look up the etymology of changing your mind and come back. So we're, I'm just like, I'm looking up the definition of changing your mind, but like a little bit of a deep dive of it. And I will be right back. Okay. Okay. I really didn't go that deep because it like, it just wasn't that serious. change your mind. To form an opinion or make a decision about something that is not the same as the one you first had. Reconsider. Think again. Review one's position. That, to me, is the golden ticket. Review one's position. You are literally in a different position. How could you have the same opinion that you had before? Your position has changed. You're li- like, to use the example of looking at a tree... Like, from one side of the tree, it looked like this, and then you walk another 20 feet. Apparently, this is an enormous tree. Then you walk another 20 feet, and you see another side of the tree, and now you understand both sides of it. Your position has changed. You have to reconsider your vision of the tree. It's literally, it's that simple. This freedom of choice creates room for playful follow-through instead of the dreaded, like, I have to do this because I said I would. That motivation from guilt, like how boring. That story is so washed. (laughs) It's so washed. And it's not even a useful story. I love to think of things in terms of, is this useful to me? Because sometimes you need to like take a step back 
Because you're caught up in the narrative of what it means, what it means about you. And the part of me that goes into like computer brain mode and like efficiency mode is like, is this useful? No, it's not. It's really not. Because motivation via guilt in this context fizzles out before spring when you gain the advantage of seasonal growth. Motivation via guilt it does not get you very far. It can't. It's not designed to work that way. That's not the mechanism. That's not how it's designed. <laughs> I'm into design right now. Okay, flipping the page. I like how I'm just, I just like had a moment of screaming. Okay. I think we might be done screaming now. If you're looking at it from the perspective of this moment, all moments are this way, but we're going with a theme of New Year's messages, right? You're on an exciting journey to co-create the future with the universe. And there's an invitation to approach this year with experimentation. And if experimentation isn't the right word for you, try on, I get to approach this year via the art of living. And this is a moment where, like, so many of us with a new year, there's this feeling of, like, I hope to be invited on the journey. I hope to get an invitation to the life that I want. And that might not be the conscious rhetoric that you're using. Burp. <laughs> We're moving energy. Anytime you burp and you're like talking about this kind of stuff, or you're like listening to things, the body is moving energy. I'm keeping that in. <laughs> and I'm saying that so that I don't edit this out. <laughs> if you've hoped to be invited on a journey, invite yourself. That was such a direct message from this. If you're hoping to be invited on a journey, invite yourself. This is the moment to invite yourself. And oftentimes, the beginning of the journey is this clunky, wintry feeling where things are still dying and they're dying to fertilize what is going to come. Allow the things to die and fertilize what is going to come. Invite yourself on that journey. Okay. That concludes, no, I'm calling it phase, wasn't I? Phase one. That concludes phase one. I'm going to come back for phase two and three soon. I think they're going to be shorter. Okay. <laughs> I'll be back. Okay. <laughs> phase two. We're doing ins and outs. What's in for 2024? What's out for 2024? And then there's a phrase that came in. And then when I was noodling around in one of my books... A few sentences stood out that I will be reading at the end. Okay. In, passion. Out, ideas. <laughs> In, intuitive understanding. Out, overthinking slash clogging up the works with overthinking. In, satisfaction. Out, frustration without reflection and gaining the message from the reason you are frustrated. There's such valuable information in why you're frustrated but just being frustrated and overriding it and just being like, nah, I don't want to be frustrated and trying to push past it, out. Out, out, out. In, effort. Out, hard. Hard is hard because it's not in alignment. Effort is effort because we live in a physical plane and things take effort. Learning the difference is so valuable. In, sensuality. Out, intellectual argument for its own sake. <laughs> I really, I loved writing that one down. In, integration, out, denial. In, embodiment, out, escapism. 
I, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say it. This year, the theme for this year is leaning into how it feels versus leaning into the thought of it. Creating what you want, creating the reality that you want through feelings is so much more effective than the thought of it. And that doesn't mean that there isn't a narrative that will help you and your identity and your self-image go along with the feeling. But especially if you've been struggling to create results that are tangible in your physical reality, work via the feeling of it. Lean into the feeling of it versus the thought of it. Okay, then this is the piece that came up in the book. And I do feel a little like trite. Is trite the right word? I think it is. But it's it's correct. <laughs> so I'm going with it. The river symbolizes the unity of change and stability. The water in it is never the same, yet it always remains a particular river with its own special qualities. Jump in the river. <laughs> My inner monologue said, jump in the river, baby. <laughs> okay. I'll be back for part three. I feel like it's going to be less chaotic than part two, but we needed a little bit of like chaotic spice after the deep sincerity of phase one. Balance. <laughs> Balancing it out. Okay. I'll be back. Phase three. Wonderful, beautiful love ending on the note of what phase three has to offer. It's about the joy of self-expression and the three words that came up were open, creative, and centrally expressive. Centrally or sexually expressive. If you can give yourself the gift of anything this year, why not self-expression? It really resonates for this year as we're coming out of phases that have felt like an undoing. And once the season of undoing is over, it is so important to build back with self-expression and creativity. So an open invitation to focus on self-expression and cultivating the freedom that is necessary to experience your creativity without fear. And I specifically say cultivate freedom because thinking that you are going to go from not knowing how to express authentically to having that freedom overnight is unrealistic. It needs to be cultivated and that is good and okay because that journey of learning to cultivate freedom has so many more rewards than what you can imagine. You cannot conceptualize the gems that you are going to find along that journey and oftentimes those gems that you find along that journey are more meaningful. Those building steps are more meaningful and more impactful than when you finally get to the thing. When you get to the thing, it feels so normal. But you love those juicy in-between moments. It's undeniable. And then the final phrase that came up is, through manifesting your visions, you learn about life. If you think of manifestation as a way of learning about life and not as superpowers that are out of reach and this like big crazy thing, but as a modality of learning about life, it normalizes that you have the ability to manifest whatever you want because it's a learning process. It's not like I'm conjuring things out of thin air. Manifestation as a learning process makes sense to the human part of you that probably didn't grow up with the idea that you can create your own reality, that you do create your own reality. So through manifesting your visions, you learn about life. Mm. What a journey we have ahead of us. Mm -mm -mm. <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember what 
advertisement it is, but the, like, phrase finger licking good just came up. (laughs) Finger licking good. Okay. This is the end. I've enjoyed this today. If you enjoyed this, I would love to work with you. I'll leave my info in the show notes for my one-on-one sessions. I am building my first course, and I'm really excited about it, but that's all I'm going to say, because that's all, that's all I'm going to say. Okay. I hope that the first several days of this year has been treating you so well. Um, I'm just, I'm making things up again. I have nothing else to say. I love you guys. Bye. (laughs)